For this fortnight's podcast, I feel incredibly fortunate to have been able to speak to Vladimir Khrushchev. I don't speak any Russian, and I can't even pronounce it properly, as you'll discover later in the podcast. But he is the most extraordinary audio recordist and journalist and poet. He um, has a website uh, where you can listen to the sounds from his town, which is about an hour and a half's train journey north of Moscow. And he brings the whole community to life in quite the most extraordinary way. And you can listen to his, the sounds he's recorded for 24 hours a day. So if you're not able to sleep one night, you can just turn on your computer and tune in and you will be transported to another world. And I'm just thrilled because um, this podcast uh, is called, as you know, Changing Lives. And he's chronicling the changing lives of, of his community and the surrounding villages. And he's bringing to life a, a Russia which we, we don't have the chance of seeing. Um, and I really wanted, with the podcast to give you the chance to listen to some of the sounds that he records, but also to hear his voice describing just the occasional thing that he's recorded, explaining um, how he feels about his community and about Russia and about what he's trying to show to the rest of the world. website back then in 2008, I had three types of audiences in my head. First, I wanted to do it for myself. Next, I wanted to do for people who left Sergei Besad, who used to live here and who left and who moved to another country or who just lost all connections to their homeland. And thirdly, 
I would like to connect Sergiev Passad to the outer world, to the to, to people in other countries who have never heard about the everyday life here. Because every time we hear about Russia, the ordinary way of life is kind of overshadowed by big political events, big economical events, and people in other countries, they do not know much about the ordinary way of life here. loved listening to the radio that was my best friend when I grew up and I grew up and that was the window to the world through which I discovered so many different cultures not only English-speaking world we had a shortwave radio at home and if you know shortwave signal signal could travel very long distances for miles and miles reflecting from the ionosphere going back to earth and I remember I could listen for hours to voices from Latin America or from Africa or from Far East because I loved radio. I I always love when people react to the sound recordings that I, that I do. And one of the most popular recordings was that one of the old creaky hollow tree I recorded a few years ago. And I just put my microphones into the crackles of the bark of that, of that old tree. And it was shaking in the wind. And it, was, it, was, it sounded like being inside an old sinking ship or maybe some kind of old floor in a castle and I re re remember this this day that that was a very harsh day and it took a lot of effort just to stood on the wind and to not to give up and continue this recording because that was a very cold march and it was about minus ten, minus 10 outside it was not very pleasant at all, but I decided to record it, whatever it takes, and I'm, I was really re rewarded with this brilliant sound. I really love it. It is an absolutely extraordinary sound. And that tree now... Falling down slowly, it's, it's, life, it's life is over, I, I suppose, but it left some trace in our ears, in our memory. There was a time, I remember this time, that, that time when there was an old lady and she was sitting by, by the microphone and she was announcing the stations and she was announcing the trains that are about to arrive to Sergei Passad. And she was absolutely imperfect, but she was extremely charming. And she, 
She could sigh in the middle of the sentence. She could um, cough a little bit. It was so humane, I know if this is the right word. But now we have an automated voicemail service telling us the train is arrived in five minutes time. So it's, it's absolutely soulless. To me, audio is freedom. You could paint your own picture and you could use any colors that you have in your mind. You could paint the sky red or paint the snow blue and it will be your picture. The drawback of this is that you, it's not very easy to share this picture with others, the one that you have in your, in your head. So uh, I always tempted to use photographs and to write a few lines of text as a companion note to, to the audio. Yeah, audio is freedom. And some people think that that is a strange thing. Why do we have to portray the world with sound when we have video? But audio requires us to listen attentively, to listen carefully, to pay detail to every tiny thing that is happening. And actually, when we have this video flow coming to our heads, we could, our, we could very easily get overloaded with the amount of details. Проходит крестную смертью своей, Он ныне скорбями, печальными словами. Учил он любимых друзей. This lady, she was singing about, she was singing about the doomsday. And it was a bit, a little bit scary to sit by her side and to listen to the sound of coins being dropped exactly to her plate. And we just sat together and I recorded her and the sound of, of those coins being dropped and singing those kind of gloomy song in this very high-pitched tone. That was a very strange experience, but I, I do remember it very vividly now. Do you think that Russia is misunderstood by the West? Oh. I don't know really. I think a lot of things are happening 
it is very tempting to portray Russia in black or white, and a lot of people do that. And as a journalist, I, I see the reason behind that, because it is much more easier to tell and much more probably easier to sell these kind of stories, portrayed in black and white. When I started this recording, I just want to tell, to tell that there is some kind of other life happening, happening at the same time, and it wouldn't be fair to portray only the good or only the bad. But unfortunately, this happens. I don't know, but I know why. Because it's much more easy. Because um, the audience wants simple answers to difficult questions. They want to, and I, I mean the same. I want to have a kind of common denominator to explain everything happening in Russia. But a lot of people in Russia couldn't explain this. You know, there was a prime minister, Pyotr Stalipin. He was one of the last prime ministers before the communists came to power. And he said, he coined a very clever phrase that I wouldn't be able to quoted word by word, but he said that the life in Russia could change completely in a 10 years time, but it will remain the same for 200 years or more. So, I think that means that we could witness the turbulent changes happening right now, but at the core of it, life is the same. One of the best things in, in recording audio, in field recording, is that you never know what happens around the corner. That's the golden rule bringing your recorder everywhere you can go. I know that we will be recording lots of snow very soon in Russia. Creaky snow, because in a, maybe in, a, in a four weeks' time we'll have a snow, the first snowfall by, the, by, by, by November. <laughs> to have a cinema with slow TV on that you can go at any time of day just to watch some kind of nothing happening on screen like a lake or, 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 a, or a fire just that kind of thing attracts me a lot yeah I love it when people contact me and ask to share some sounds. I just love, I just love the, the way those sounds have a new life somewhere. I know they, some people use it for dance performances, some people use it for education 
a lot of uh, there were blind people who uses who use those sounds for connecting with the world. I'm happy and I welcome every opportunity to give them a new life. here in Sergei Facade. Religious choirs and not so religious choirs. We had great cultural life here and I just love it. I, I love the Krasnovodsk. Which means the red the red town. Krasno Red Savodsk Red Factory. Red Factory. So that was one of the young towns to be to be built. Uh, in, in the middle of nowhere, just to put some factory there. Oh, it's, a, it's a long story. Anyway, you um, <laughs> you um, you, you, you record the brass band, and you yeah. describe it so beautifully because you say it's completely inclusive, and it's a really important part of the of a community which I think is is maybe quite deprived. are not the best brass players in the world. We know that. They are not impeccable and I love the fact that they are not like any other. There are so many great impeccable, impeccable bands around us, but this one is special. This one is kind of... You no, know, you could have a football team that always loses, that loses all the time, but you will still love this tiny little football team of your town just because you have to... you have just... there should be someone to support them. I love them. I think they're absolutely fabulous. But equally, I love the mil the military signalers brass band. I mean, they're, they're they're fantastic, and I think they're quite popular on your website, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. There was a brass band. They were playing Obladi Oblada, <laughs> and there was another brass band, a military brass band. They were playing Strangers in the Night. I think that wouldn't be possible 50 years ago. That's to that is to say about the relations of Russia and the outer world. I couldn't imagine a military band, a Russian military band, playing Strangers in the Night or Obladi Oblada in the 1970s, in the Cold War. So that was the sign, sign, sign that something changing. I just want to let people to decide what it is. 